last time might have been a bit quiet um, so fingers crossed you can turn it right up this time it's Patrick speaking for Banana Split at 24 we're in Piermont we're rocking the beats with David Baker rock, rock, rocking the beats yeah and of course good old Hazel Bite hello do I need an just telling us <laughs> I should I should give you like a 20 minute long intro um, cosplayer uh, we're all cosplayers Hello. But, uh, Hazel oh, brings a yes. feminine touch to it and does keep it real like she's still doing every week a bunch of um, crafting of the things. Yeah. You've got some plans for her aliens costume? Yeah, I'm planning on making an alien drone for, what was it, Z-Town? Later mm. on in the year. Fingers crossed it gets finished by then. And for I'm anyone also... who's not sure, a drone is basically just the run-of-the-mill mm. foot soldier. I'm also planning on remaking some of my last Z-Town costumes costumes hopefully maybe to sell or possibly give away as a prize mm. for those who weren't there i cosplayed as the um one of the fungus zombies from i think you will recall the last of the us the last of us oh fungus. yes i call it the fungus zombie because that way it's like i'm not under any infringement that way we're describing it as such it's a clicker zombie uh, i did a great um do you want to hear my clicker impression yes yes please go on yes. Like, hang on it was, uh right at the back of the front uh, that's pretty good. It's I used to do that noise and it would freak my sisters the fuck out. So now it's actually become a thing. Yeah, no, it scared a lot of people. I do it when when you breathe in, it yeah. makes it a yeah, so it's like yeah, I can't top that. Um well the interesting thing is is when I was researching it, they were describing how clickers use echolocation, so it's a sort of sound at the back. But prior to they make that sort of noise because they're learning to echolocate but their vocal cords are still being distorted so it's mm. sort of like a strained breathing this is an noise. in-game theory uh yeah it was just a little it's bit basically of... the developers but also like when they haven't attacked you or anything when they're just what well, they're, they're patrolling or whatever just walking their ground yeah. and stuff they are sort of bouncing echo into because there's always a room for them communicating where mm. each other are mm. um, or anything like that and then once once you get spotted they, 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 that's when it kicks off and it's just constant screaming and stuff and all yeah. that sort of like you know it goes from like how velociraptors communicate with each other um I cosplayed her, like, once you cosplay a velociraptor <laughs> yeah oh my god it's just that all my favourite like you know animals and um I, I think um Bell did my my favourite humanoid velociraptor one she did a really cool job she even had the talent and I was like I want mm. one but they're not cheap to order online no. um as in like don't buy a real one, obviously, because that would be on the black market. Yeah. <laughs> buy a 3D printed version one. But um, I actually bought a inflatable T-Rex suit. You know, this yeah, yeah, you'll see them around. Uh, a friend of mine owns an airbrush, and I got to airbrushing it to look exactly like Blue from, oh, from Jurassic World. World. So that was oh, really oh. fun. Um, not a lot of people recognised Blue, unfortunately. I did have the um, the guy who played the zombie the music zombie with the yeah. speaker strapped to him he downloaded the Jurassic Park theme song so every time he saw me he started playing it. <laughs> that's <laughs> beautiful um, and I had on my phone um, dinosaur cries I downloaded that day because I hadn't really prepared and a speaker around my neck which broke because it was a bad idea to put a speed speaker around <laughs> um, and yeah I, I had a great time running around scaring people making dinosaur roars and dying on the ground I, I totally scratched up that suit that day I scratched a lot of things as long as you didn't put a hole in it that's, that's uh, no kind of the, the carpet cleaners did that I 
airbrushed it again, put it outside on the balcony to dry, and their carpet cleaners came in that day. I forgot they were coming in, and they moved all the furniture onto the balcony on top of the suit uh, as it was drying yeah. and popped it. Oh. Yeah. Did your Velociraptor costume allow you to open doors? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Movie accurate. Yes. Uh, that took me a second. I was like, where is he going with that? Speaking um, of, um, yeah, have you seen the trailer for Jurassic World 2? The, there's a trailer already? The, was it The Lost Kingdom or The Extinct Kingdom? Something like that. Oh, I think oh. I've seen a little bit of it. I really want to see that. I thought there was another one, but I didn't. Is it Colin Trevorrow again? Colin yes. Trevorrow? Yep, yeah. yep. And oh, Chris good. Pratt. It's, and it's, set, a, it's set a couple of years after the events of Jurassic World, and pretty much all the dinosaurs are still let loose on the so island. Out of no. And there's a volcano. Yes. A dormant, a dom, uh, the dormant volcano is about to erupt, and Chris Pratt needs an expedition to extract the animals <laughs> off the island. Oh, that's cool. you, well, you know, a little bit of real talk for a moment. Uh, we'd oh, still have dinosaurs walking the earth today crocodiles, crocodiles and chickens, and birds. Yeah. Basically, every Every bird, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, to me, that's really semantic to say that because it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, they're technically dinosaurs, but we're talking about dinosaurs. I don't know. Uh, a crocodile's pretty fucking close to. I know. Dinosaur. They're, yeah. They're they're, like tiny what's dinosaurs. their their tongue weight on that when they close their jaw on you? It's a lot. It's freaking lot. It don't you don't expect to get out of yeah. that? I thought, I thought the crocodiles predated. Um, Dinosaurs, like oh, really? with the periods, yeah. like they probably it, sharks have been it's, around it's, It was is Jurassic first? Is it Jurassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous? Um, yeah, but if you go way back, there's even periods. Before yeah, that. there's it's the. Just, um, yeah. I got to get a chart or something. Um, apparently, there's a way you can remember things by just associating, like whatever you want to remember, like a hundred different kinds of chemicals or periods in time. You just look at say that frame and go, okay, it's that one. Yeah, yeah so that's how like ancient. Mm. Um, cultures like the Aboriginal um, and the people that built Stonehenge, they reckon it's actually just a memory device. So each oh, really? oh. memory, and that's how they can record because it was all v- verbal. There's more history. to Stonehenge as well. They've mm. discovered further down the tracks that mm. there's like more to excavate. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I'm waiting for some kind of cool alien spaceship underneath. But Doctor Who. Yeah, not going to happen. Um, and you were just telling us a story. I cut you off and said, hey, let's put this on the podcast. Yeah, you did. Now it's not going to have any context. Stay in, my, stay in your damn lane. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what sure, it was. Show us the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ugandan Knuckles. It was related to that? It okay. was vaguely related to it, but we'll get to it after we talk a bit about it. Well, life will find a way. Oh my gosh, <laughs> um, I had an interesting couple of thoughts on Ugandan Knuckles because he. he Why like, is he Ugandan? Like, how did they associate Ugandan I don't know. with Sonic the Hedgehog? No, 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 it's the accent, character. I think, but I'm not 100% sure yeah, but, having never listened to anyone speak Ugandan. Uh, what, what yeah, is, but I know, but where do they get connecting those two completely disparate things? Oh, no, it was is in it a just VR chat. It's so random? Yeah, 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 I know, but that's where it started, but why did they come up with. Someone being a hedgehog and having that accent, like, what is there any kind of? Because it was the skin the user was. It was using. the chosen avatar in the oh, VR chat yeah. um, as the, the knuckles, and it's this weird warped version of knuckles mm. that looks weird. Yeah, I know. and then like, That's... yeah, I I thought it was actually probably Ugandans. I didn't know mm. it was like. I, was imita- too. I, thought, I didn't know it was like an imitation group of 4chan or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that the no, imitations ha- imitators happened. happened I know that yeah. there were people dressed as knuckles doing Ugandan accents. I'm mm. just wondering if there's any perceived connection between Knuckles and again an accent that I'm not aware of. I think it, I thought it was just, well, it was just I funny. thought it was a bunch of people I don't know if they were Ugandan, I have no mm, idea what yeah. Ugandan no, I don't it sounds like 
Um, I just thought it was a bunch of people from, you know, um, one of the African countries, like a group of friends should posting others and yeah. rolling. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love to see yeah, like diversity like representation. Like from Missouri. I'm so glad there's no conventions nearby. This The, the con season hasn't started yet, so we won't see um, Uganda um, oh, Knuckles cosplayers. That, that will burn out in six months. Like, yeah, you know, it's burn out now, technically. Well, remember at Smash when people were coming up and they were doing the whole... Um, Slenderman? No, 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 that bloody gorilla that got shot. Yeah. Harambe. Harambe. And yeah. there was a whole bunch of cosplays. And um, I remember there, Smash so. two years ago, people going as the um, um, uh, the Green Frog, you know, Who Dat Boy? Oh, yeah. That thing, you're like, yeah. Who Dat Boy? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And, um, I never understood that. I can't name. keep up. But apparently it is offensive, so don't use it as a meme or a joke. Yeah. Because... It's a little misogynistic because they would go up to women specifically. Like, if you weren't just targeting women, that's fine. Well, they look like women. They were women avatars. Oh, women, female avatars. Yeah, and they yeah. get up really close and they talk about how someone smelled like Ebola or something. And you're just like, dude, no. A lot of people mm. died from that. Fun fact. Well, not as many as died from malaria. Okay, that wasn't the fun fact, but yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's not really a fun fact. It's a more of an interesting fact. Uh, slightly macabre. Well, it's, it's, it's also a... Nod to the hegemony that if unless people that are white are dying, then we don't care mm. because it's basically Aww. black victims of malaria. But a few white nurses and doctors got Ebola and came back with it, and so that was the big outrage and the drama and the whole. It got a lot of publicity, mm. whereas malaria is just yeah. No, Ebola was pretty awful. Um, yeah. It's a pretty awful way to go. But they believe the patient zero. They believe was a mother and her child. So technically, mm. they think it was the child, just a toddler. Uh, in one of the villages, in one of, I don't know which part of Africa, I want to say. I'm not too sure. I really am terrible sure at my Africa. geographer. Geography. Geographer. I'm terrible at geography. Um, but basically, she borrowed a neighbor's gun to shoot a bat for dinner. Yeah. And in those in that area, serving the meat raw is a delicacy. Oh, jeez. And they believe raw that bat. is how And to dip the it in the guano. Bomb. It's very Aussie Osborne. Well, um... Somehow, they think the infant must have ingested the blood at some Mm. point to have become infected uh, while she was cutting it, probably. And then uh, the infant got sick and so did she. And her mother would have travelled over from a neighbouring village to look after her along with the nurse. uh, Mm. Sorry, not nurse. Sorry, uh, midwife. Local midwife, because they are like the doctors of that area. And they treated her, and her child died, and she died, and then they would have buried them, and then the grandmother would have gone home and carried the disease mm. back to her village. Meanwhile, the midwife went to a, a whole bunch of other villages afterwards to deliver children and newborn babies. So. Well, wow, Hazel, you're right. That was a fun fact. Mm. Wow, I feel so much more... <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> ...that's what I would be um, at this point. Oh, well, also, interesting fact to note is a couple of the... Uh, I want to say villages or tribal areas. I'm not too sure how to describe that. Their customs dictate for the burial of the dead include washing the dead with water than drinking the water. Mm. Oh. Uh, not a good way to, to do that with infectious how disease. Did they so long? Uh, I'm pretty sure you build up an immunity pretty damn quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, is that they had to train people from neighboring villages. Mm with how to bury the dead because they literally they can't they don't trust outsiders and that's yeah. totally fair I get that because uh, when the white people start showing up you know in the white hazmat suits anybody shows up that is a foreigner 
in a hazmat suit tests you and then goes, you're going to be sick, and then you're sick, you're very likely to assume that they brought the sickness mm. rather than you were already sick and didn't know it. Because there is like a 24-hour or something, I forget how many hours, incubation it's period. It's not very long. And no, that's it's not. what makes the disease, in the end, not that much of a threat to humanity because it pretty much wipes out whatever population it hits very quickly. Yeah, but it's still so, a shitty thing to get. Yeah, unless you spread it all at once everywhere in every single train car and cab and office building and, you know, it would just die out pretty mm. quick. So. Kind of like... Yeah. yeah, kind of how um, The Last of Us fungus really didn't work that way, actually. Uh, anyway, sorry, I was just thinking of... Uh, what do you call it? Mass destruction infection? Like zombie infection? Yeah. yeah. Pandemics. Yeah, I love and fear zombie movies. Once they start playing, I can't look away. It's always fascinating. Mm. Anyway... Have you seen Z Nation? That just popped up again on Netflix. Oh, no, I've been meaning to watch it. Yeah. It's like a cheesy knockoff of Walking Dead. <laughs> which now there's two more series coming out. I love that the CDC like has a... the Walking Dead and there's another one on its way quite soon. Uh, for anyone oh, listening really? who doesn't know, the CDC does have a what to do if a zombie... <laughs> in a zombie... What do you oh. call it? Infection outbreak occurs. Yeah. I love it because it's just... Oh, it's the awesome. Book. Yeah, no, they have a a protocol guide of what to do. And I love that they've embraced that sort of fictional reality because Mm. it's something that I love. We spent a few chapters on how it might work. But it also prepares you because it advises you what to do and that's exactly what you should do in any natural Mm. disaster, in any major disaster. You should definitely be doing those things. It's worth to, you know, check your first aid kit, (sighs) that sort of thing, fill your bathtub with water, that sort of thing. Mm. I still don't think it would be as damaging as they portray in the films that I've seen. Unless it's maybe 28 days later and they're not really zombies. Um, unless they're running around mm. and it's that easy to... Like, if you combine that with The Walking Dead, whereas if you die, you'd also automatically become a zombie, mm. then maybe it would be devastating. But the there's old school, like, yeah. George anyway. Romero movies, mm, you're going to finish it up pretty quick. Because they're just so slow and obvious. Well, it's also, like, your body should be breaking down. So sometimes I'm sort of like, would they really still be wandering around at this point? Because surely, I mean, when does the uh, paralysis set in? You know, Mm. when you die, rigor mortis, it sets in for a little bit. Not very long, Mm. but it sets in. Yeah, no, it's just they write those rules differently in that world. Damn it. (laughs) It's like the whole, all these uh, complaints about um, how did... Luke Skywalker get to that planet. No, that's not really. A, I don't know if you saw that thing on Twitter recently where Ryan, his name, it's Ryan Johnson. Johnson. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. I don't know why that, I blanked on that, but um, basically he responded to someone who um, said, "Oh, you you think you're a Star Wars fan? You don't know anything. How can you come up with this ridiculous power?" And then it's like a step by step Twitter photo series of him reaching for the library, like this bookcase. <laughs> Then it's a photo of the book, which is Star Wars lore. Then it's him pulling down the book. Reaching, clearly reaching. (laughs) And then pointing to the paragraph where it's like, false projection, blah, 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 blah. And that was like from 10 years ago. So it was was pretty pretty well uh, constructed. I like that. Um, But yeah, I mean, because that was one thing I was listening to recently, Kevin Smith talk about, oh, why couldn't he just go there? That for me would have been more impactful. But a lot of people come forward and said, yeah. But um, other than that, like physical reasons, like the uh, his X-wing or whatever it was was underwater and the salt water, and he was using apparently one of the doors from the X-wing on one of those huts. Yep. 
Um, and it didn't have he didn't have R two D two, so you need that apparently to do subspace. Like you couldn't have got there. Oh, for the map, travel map. Yes, of course. Well, it wasn't so much the map, but yeah, we need the robot to for start navigation. It's a yeah. through deep space. R two D two is such jumping. a fucking useful. But yeah, the, the best complaint I've seen. I'm not. I don't care about how many women were in it and all those casino stuff. Oh, that that, that, that was a bit weird. I feel that like was we were so out shit. of nowhere. Yeah, Just what were yeah, we yeah. missing? And they got rid of all the women or something. I saw that. There was oh. an edit where they got rid of every female character and every. Yeah. Some emasculation organization yeah. just like did a cut tour and of um like anytime um uh the females are the, the main part of the um uh, park or yeah, any close ups or any female women, characters yeah. as well. And like yeah, because like you know, because it's like oh how these these female leaders of the rebellion demean the masculinity of Poe. Mm. I'm just like my god, like well, you know what's um, interesting. So that's toxic, but the, yeah, yeah, 45 minutes long. Well, the movie what do these then? guys do when they see women in real life? Do they just mm. pretend they don't see us or something? Yeah. It's just like, oh my god. No, but then as a retort, someone did an Full edit f- of f- um, Saving Private Ryan, so it's only the women. Saving Ryan. And it was like a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Mother gets a letter. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, uh, it's just some nurses looking at a sunset. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably what they were doing in response to then, surely. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that, but oh my god, imagine how short so many films would be if we just did that. I mean, yeah. Lord of the Rings. It sounds like a new dream. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, it'd be really short. Um, just leave Tyler looking dreamily at there. No, she wouldn't be there, mate. No? No, Liv Tyler. Well, you cut out the women and I think you cut out Liv Tyler. Oh, right? yeah, I'd go the other direction if you cut out the men. But yeah. If you yes, only include the women scenes. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings, there's not that many women. So nope. it would be a really short. And very few of them try to talk to one moving. another. I don't Passed the Bechdel test actually mm, from memory. Um, we'll make that that theory about Titanic that um, um that um, Jack isn't real. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of weird theories, mm. I love the theory that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord. Yeah, I've seen that pop up a few times. I yeah, like it's it. like he he introduced it into the Senate. Like you know, he's the. I like it. He's the fool. You would never know who would suspect the fool. I mean, they killed off. Um, Who's the guy that says it's a trap? Admiral Admiral Akbar. They killed him off in last. Was it General Admiral? Admiral. It was Admiral. It was Admiral in the original trilogy. Yeah. But I mean, Admiral is like the highest thing in that rank. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just a different. A general is like the leader of the armed forces on the ground, and the admiral's like a navy thing. Hmm. It's a bit confusing when you're in space, but yeah, they're space um, ships, okay, ships. Yeah, the ships. But then, so Leia's a general. Yeah, she's also on the ground though. She does the rebel forces on the ground. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, but she's still ordering them around in space. She anyway, does. it's all just semantics. I think the admiral thing it's is for, because I think it's mainly to their race because yeah. they're an aquatic you know, oh, sort of yeah. beings and stuff. So generally, they 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 they're a naval fleet. Where more like you know the humanoids uh-huh. in Star Wars stick to the army ranks of general. And yeah. What about those pogs? Pogs. Pogs. Yeah, pogs, not, pogs are little not, discs from the air. <laughs> <laughs> not I did not movie. care I'm just for glad them. That, um, at least some of them got eaten. Um, uh, they look good, like you know, they look like a good piece of meat. Like you know, like he looks, he doesn't show. There'd be little bones to yeah, them, like, you know. <laughs> I think it's the son of like he just killed its mother, and it's kind of looking at him like, dude, why? And then I can't remember if he throws it away. No, he just can't. Puts he, he puts it down. He, he puts it down it. out of guilt. This is just yeah, like. I bet five minutes later, he goes, Hell, I'm hungry. He eats it again. Um, I thought, Lisa, I thought you loved me. <laughs> Why does this pork sound like a lamb? <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh, Chewie was awesome. He needed more lines. 
kill off Akbar. Why couldn't they kill off um, That scream in Force no, Awakens um, when he has to shoot Jojo. Han's son. You know that like he grew up raising Han's son. Like that was a definite yeah. scream to pull that trigger. There's some depth. There's yeah. some levels of pain there. Some hairy depth. So we're going to see him again in Solo. Have you guys? How we met. That was confirmed. Like that that's the main arc. Have yeah. you guys seen the meme though? When they said, um, I think it was George Lucas described the um, friendship between Han Solo and Chewbacca as a man and his dog, and people were like, "But Han mm. isn't, you know, Chewbacca's not really like a dog." And they were like, "Wait, it's the other way around. Han's the dog, and Chewbacca's because <laughs> Chewbacca yeah, lives. Chewbacca never got a medal, but he lives longer than Han. Um, and I think he was keeping Han around for." Expanded Universe, Chewbacca gets killed first. As a bit. Um, but that's not canon anymore. No. And, um, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's, I don't know if there's anything I stick to the original story, like, that Chewie had a life debt to Han, that's why yeah. he's his co-pilot and yeah. sticks around. Because well, it's weird, like, him in the prequels where he's just, like, I don't know if he's a foot soldier or a, a ranking officer mm. um, on Kashyyyk. Um, and all that, that helps. It helps. <laughs> <laughs> it helps Yoda escape um, the planet. Like you know, it's like it's he, he plays a small role in that. You know, mm. you know that was whole, the whole part of the prequels of like, let's try and get people involved in the story from the originals to appease mm. the fans. Mm. Um, what are they going to do with Leia? That's the deb- like you know Ryan Johnson and the executives, um, Kathleen Kennedy and stuff. They had a meeting and decided. I think they decided they don't want to do a CGI layer old no, or yeah, new. That, that yeah, it was really weird the like, first time. Please don't do it. Very again. soon after she died, they were saying no, we're not going to do that. I so. think I, 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 my ideal way to handle it is episode nine. The scroll starts with like you know the rebellion is in mourning as they bury uh, General uh, Oregon. Yeah. Um, Organa and um, yeah it's like it's like yeah it's like and it's just a penny shot of like the funeral and just like it's you know can they make it like look like Padme's funeral that was a beautiful oh my god (laughs) they should do it like the Guardians of the Galaxy Yondu funeral oh god the fireworks Mm. um, things even bigger Mm. bigger Death Star but uh, yeah I don't know how we ended up on Star Wars but um, we'll just cover a few things um, because it's what we're in uh, middle of January somewhere um, 2018. So the first, I think, major viral meme was Ugandan knuckles, which we addressed. The, gen- yeah, the, gen- yeah. the January memes was that, and the Tide Pods. Uh, oh God, no! Please don't put Tide Pods in your mouth. That's how you well, die. Well, tide, tides are taking them off the. They're discontinuing them now. Swallow them and all, and let God sort them out. The current yeah. ones are like you know being locked up like yeah. razor well, blades and spray cans. Discontinue the product just because a few idiots. Yep. Uh, oh, and what about the spray cans with the whole Mad Max thing? Oh yeah, the oh, cr- that was such that. a nightmare. I, I bet you the people like working on those desert sets for the props and stuff are just sitting there cringing, being like, "No, I didn't mean for this to happen." <laughs> I did that though for my cosplay. I was one of those warrior guys, and I sprayed my mouth. But with we, real silver, it was a war no, boy. No, we used the stuff they had online that was non-toxic or whatever. That was, was okay for you to do. That. It was stuff you could buy. It wasn't that hard to get. That was okay to spray. Yeah, I know. But then you see people online just using the non-toxic, oh, like God. the actual toxic yeah. stuff, and you're just like, no. The things people get attached to, and just it's it's amazing what's society. Yeah, humanity. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. January. Um, also, big news. Uh, the Oscar nominations came out yesterday. Um, and pretty much with the um, what was this on the Golden Globes? Like you know, so the women in Hollywood and um. um uh, ethnic culture in uh, Hollywood. Um, the Academy's trying to move towards that as well. Sort of 
well and sort of bad at the same time, like especially with women directors. One mm. women di- woman director was nominated uh, for Lady Bird, uh, oh, Greta, um, oh, sorry, I, I just got to quickly look up the name. Uh, yeah, Greta Gerwig, um, Lady Bird's sort of like been raised up as like, you know, so female that director, female writer and two very strong performances. Um, um, Greta Gerwig. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But obviously like the more famous Wonder Woman, the, um, you know, the... How empowering that movie was to young women and oh, stuff, and women directors and women cast. It's like that got snubbed by the Oscars. Like I don't even know if it got like an special effects award or anything like that, mm. um, or anything like that. There was a lot of surprising snubs at the Oscars yeah. this year. Um, the Disaster Artist, um, no, obviously with um, James Franco's allegations yeah. um, mm. coming in two days before the votes, that probably hindered that. But obviously, he's very successful. Got the Golden Globe go. go go for Best Actor, yeah, and um, yep, um, The Shape of Water. Took 30 nominations. Nice. Um, you know, it's good sequel, ammo, Oh my god, yeah, it's like being recognised, and it's just this beautiful, like, you and know. He popped a bit of heat because in his five minute speech, he didn't mention um, any of the recent trends that are happening with the whole. Uh, they're wearing cute ties, and is it the pins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah the little badges up. they're all wearing. Time is up. Yeah. Yeah, time up thing. Um, he did thank his female crew, and uh, yep. uh, he had a whole bunch of you know, lovely ladies that knew what to do, and wouldn't have got made without them and all that, but that wasn't enough apparently, which I think is a bit... Oh, look, you, everyone on. can critique, that's fine, yep. but, mm, you know, if... I don't agree. You can always critique, you know, you can never please everyone. No. I know, that's what I'm saying, and the people that are critiquing for that are wrong and should be... <laughs> you can have that opinion. Should be pushed around <laughs> with force. With forks, I thought you were about to say. Forks, <laughs> with yeah, forks. even just poked in the shoulder with a fork. Say, hey, that's a dick move. That's what I'm saying. All um, I can envision is Pat holding, uh, Pat holding a yeah. um, little pitchfork, you know, and yeah. just like. Well, like <laughs> just dessert people. forks. No, nothing too threatening. Just. But yeah, there's like the interesting the um, best picture nominations. Like you know, the we had um, ten nominees and um, yeah, no, nine actually. Sorry, and it's like all spread out. Um, Call me by your name. You know, a great, brilliant um, adolescent love um, of forbidden love. Um, well, not really forbidden, but just like you know, fall in love with a, a older mm. male and stuff like that. For well, like, like the leader. Yeah, still like the leader. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, it's like a male leader, um, mm. something like that. Um, Apparently, the shape of water is a bit like that too. But it's yeah, a oh, it's like yeah, it's like Beauty and the Beast sort of ish. So I know, set in like Cold War time. Um, yeah. The funny thing is, um, um, The Shape of Water didn't get nominated for Best Makeup. If you know, it was like the, That's shocking! It's so stupid. That's the reason why Suicide Squad won last year. Um, and, um, and then we got two war movies, Darkest Hour and Dunkirk. Um, you know, you know, the life of... Um, those ads annoyed me for Don- Dunkirk. The, yeah, the marketing for that movie was just like those those little 10 second clips. In the, you watch three or four while you're on the trailers while yeah. you're at the movies. Mm. Just like, I don't want to see this now. But then I did see it and like, it was one of the best movie experiences no, I've heard that. of yeah. 2017. And like, the silence of war like you know there's very little script to it it was mm. just the, the, the young young death trying to you know young soldiers just trying to escape death um, and then the other war movie Darkest Hour which is um, Churchill's story great performance by Gary Oldman um, which he'll probably run away with the um, best actor um, nomination uh, award um, then you got Get Out which is a fan oh, like the most profitable movie of um, uh, 2018 for how much yep. budget it was <sighs> Such a good movie, such a good premise. Jordan Peele, like, is one of the first, you know, first African American to be nominated in his first first movie. Um, you know, production and stuff. So yeah, so best original screenplay, best movie. Um, the lead actor as well. Um, um, is nominated as well. So great for Get Out. Uh, Lady Bird, as I mentioned before. Um, Phantom Thread, like when you got Paul Thomas Anderson and um. 
Daniel Day-Lewis, you just have to nominate them. Yeah. Even though it's pretty much just um, There Will Be Blood meets some of the Devil Wears Prada. Um, that's the that's the premise of the whole movie. Uh, that's the, right. He's a, a fashion designer. Or something. Yeah, he's a fashion designer. And he actually designed the clothes in the movie. Like yeah. that guy goes all out. Yeah. Like he quit acting for a while just to become like a hat maker. Yeah. Or something. Um, and then the post, which is Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, and Mel Streep. That's just awards there. But surprisingly, the post got snubbed in a lot of the really? actor stuff. Um, Shape of Water has had more nominations, and the other one, three billboards um, outside Epic oh, yeah, yeah. which swept a lot of the um, mm. uh, Golden Globes and. Francis McDormand, like, is so, so fantastic, and there's a you've lot of... You've seen it, right? Yeah, I love it. I don't know if you've listened to Bat, Fat Man on Batman. Yeah. Um, there's a... He's psychic, so they're both, you know, big guys. Yeah, yeah. But basically, for a long time now, he's had Mark Bernard on there. Hmm. Um, he does a great... Rap. He's my favourite, like, if it wasn't for Mark, I don't know if it... The only reason it wasn't, like, I love Kevin Smith, but it's all about the people he has on. Like yeah. when he's interviewing his, his collaborations and um, yeah. So anyway, Mark really kills it, and he really took down three billboards, billboards, yep. um, because he just thought, how are you giving this guy a? Um, we're talking about Sam Rockwell, who's a great actor, yeah, and you're giving him redemption, and he hasn't earned it. Like he basically beats up all these black guys, like yep. arrests them wrongfully, and just he's yep. a terrible racist pig, basically, and then somehow has this cheap redemption like I haven't seen it's it not either, it, and he doesn't get full redemption mm. it's basically just he turns he, 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 he starts off as this stereotypical bigoted cop yeah. um, and through the actions of his superiors and um, Francis McDormand's thing like you know she's a mother whose daughter got raped and murdered and burned alive um, thing like that and she you know she posted billboards to like yeah. call out yeah. the cops saying you haven't done anything mm. and like you know the sheriff gets involved and just it turns this Saw small white country town to be in a mess of like you know both race and um, gender um, things and stuff and all that and like oh, so she the characters the both turn as like who you're supposed to hate turns likable and who you mm. like turns hateable through their actions. Yeah, it's it's like that. So it's a it's a journey. All the characters go through a journey um, for it. And then the other big farce about the movie is there's no conclusion like to it. Like a lot mm. of the plot things it doesn't. Oh, they don't find the murderer. No, oh, no, oh. they're like, yeah, it's not no. the murder's not solved. There's no, no redemption of who did it or anything like. But that's just like well, that, oh, no, no, life. No. That is life yeah. in general. There it's, are so many cases where yeah. that is what happens. Yeah. That's going to be a challenge for me because I like a bit of escapism. I want some resolution. But, I agree. Sometimes okay. you just want closure. Sometimes it's a David Lynch movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, for nerd news, um, the Oscars as well. Logan got nominated for best adapted screenplay, mm. which is a huge boost for comic book movies. Yeah. Um, and anything like that. And Disaster Isles, that was the only um, nominee I think they still got. Crumbs. I think they all still deserve a lot more than they're getting. But you know, there's always that elitism, the snobbery. Oh, it's they're wearing spandex or whatever, so they don't count. They were in Logan. I don't think there were any costumes other than his claws at one point. Um, or, f- you know, yep. got them out a couple of times. But, uh, you know, they weren't, weren't really running around in anything. It wasn't stylistically like a typical superhero film. Uh, my favourite movie of 2017, uh, The Big Sick. They got a made for Best Original Screenplay. Um, Who's that? Um, Kumal um, Najim um, from oh. Sil- Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. It's his real-life story of Harry and his wife. And like they both wrote the script and yeah. stuff, and all that. it's just this great independent proper love story. So is he a comedian or something? Yeah, he's a proper stand-up comedian. So and he plays himself in the movie. Now with the possible demise of, how do you pronounce his name again? Aziz, Aziz, Aziz. I don't think it's demise. Like there's allegations, but like you know, master of his... master of none is just so highly regarded yeah, and stuff. I've still and got to watch season two, and apparently there's some great episodes. And one of the episodes is an eerie parallel to. Um, 
what's happened. What happened, recently. yeah. Yeah, because one of the characters um, apparently goes on a date and then the girl claims that things happened. If you watch any so. s- any and show or movie Louis about... Louis C.K., the same thing happened. Where yeah, in Louis. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very common in the stand-up comic role of like they do a routine and picking up a girl at yeah. the comedy club or dating and stuff. There's... Yeah. Some of their material comes with that awkwardness of dating, especially when it comes to a comedian yeah. and how women see them and stuff like that. And unfortunately, it's yeah, it's created this horror, harsh environment, a horrible environment um, that's now just coming to the, coming to the light. Um, basically, yeah. which is good. Um, and um, oh, I forgot what I was talking about. And um, uh, well, just a season, sorry. And like for me, I always identified with him. I I put him way above me in terms of yeah, like how quick he is and how funny is and Parks and, Rec, and all that yeah. and I'm just like yeah but I, I think he's a nice guy and if he was with a, a lady he would be fully respectful of their wishes and everything like that but this obviously turns out on its head but to me I'm still not convinced he's at the same level of like a Harvey Weinstein but, and I don't want to minimize yeah no you tricky. don't want to think about it. there, there, there's a lot sense of entitlement where it's an abuse of power like Weinstein to the entitlement of being a Comedian or well, celebrity. Well, Weinstein was like, yeah, I can make you or break your career unless you watch me do this or let me do that. Whereas this was just a date. Like, he had no power over her other than, yeah, okay, I'm a celebrity, but it wasn't like he could change her life the, in any other way. The, both parties involved had the power to communicate what they did and didn't want to happen. Yeah. And it was up to them to yeah. um, communicate that thoroughly in order to, like, you know, avoid an awkward situation or mm. just, like, not to be pressure to do anything well we were talking about this before and i did say that um i thought very much it's a lot of the time a lot of women in that you know like you said it's failure to communi- communicate yep because um it takes two to tango usually unfortunately mm. unfortunately the male leads <clears throat> well that's because society tells them that they should mm. they don't have to no. the thing mm. <laughs> the thing is is that uh when someone no longer cares about what you want, but only cares about what they want, we mm. have a problem. Mm-hmm. Especially, um, I was reading this really lovely written um, little Facebook post discussing this exact phenomena, where it goes, the women know that rejection feels awful, and we don't really know. If you don't know that person, do you really know how they're going to react when you reject them? True, there is that fear. There is, well, yeah, there's the fear of the... Will he hurt me if I tell him in a bad way? What can I do to, you know, chill this in? You know, so try and get this in smoothly. There's also the thing of, I don't want to hurt you, even though I don't really know you that well. And you place their feelings above your own. What you fail to realize is that they are not reciprocating that gesture. They are not being polite. Uh, And really, I, I always say, you know, it doesn't matter who you're involved with, uh, or who's doing this, you both should be. You should both be taking the time to check in on one another, making sure the other person doesn't feel pressured, is happy to continue in however way that is easily done uh, for you. It could be, are you okay? Is this okay? Uh, If you don't check in, you run the risk of forever scarring that person that you apparently admire so much. You also run the risk of, um, you know, by hurting them, hurting yourself, because they might come up and be like, you're assaulting me, and you you don't realise how you've gone down that path, mm. if that makes sense. Because a lot of people aren't taught to recognise those signs, yeah. aren't or have had their 
boundaries crossed before and don't know how to enforce them. Yep. It's not always something, um, if it hasn't come, you know, um, something someone once said to me before, which makes perfect sense to me. If you've never had your boundaries crossed, why would you know that they're being crossed? Yeah. Or how to react to them being crossed? You don't. You sort of freeze up and you're just not sure what to do. And it, you know, some people freeze up because they're too embarrassed or something like that, or they might want to. But the thing is, is that unless you check in with them, you yourself are not safe. Mm. Not just them. You, uh, as a person, are not safe because you don't know what you don't know can really hurt you uh, mm. at that point. So that's why it's important to check in. But the entitlement to feel that because I am this, you know, star or whatever is a common one. Um, I want to call it big-headedness, maybe. Uh, you just can't possibly fathom that someone wouldn't want to be with you. And it's like, no, remember, sometimes people feel pressured and they'll go along with it because they're feeling pressured and they'll succumb to, you know, peer pressure. Yeah. And it's just, don't do that to your friends. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Um, can't be that hard to ask. You know I mean? No, it can't. But so. the thing is, is that we grow up being pressured into that sort of thing and we've got to break that stigma. Yeah. And Matt Damon came under fire for um, saying, well, like, Come on, it's not all men. Basically, um, let's have a moment for the good guys out there, like me and a lot of my friends. You mean that would the never do normal like people? Yeah, like you basically the, sil- the silent majority got him, and that's the first time because Matt Damon is normally the neutral good guy. Like, he's kind of like a younger Tom Hanks. Like he never sets a foot wrong, especially yeah. in social media. But this one time he came out. I guess because he'd been dragged into it because he was close to Weinstein, and he was he definitely condemned him. But it was like, yeah, but on the other hand, look... You don't get a cookie for being a decent human being. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be nice, and it doesn't mean that people can't give you cookies, but you cannot demand one from being a normal person. Necessarily go in that direction, but more just, let's not get too alarmist about every man being, you know, a potential predator. Um, I think he was trying to push it in that Direction. Yeah. Um, and he copped a lot of backlash. He didn't do it well. Yeah. No, he did not do it well. I don't have his quote in front of me, but basically... A whole bunch of women came out and told him to shut up, and he did end up saying, look, I'm just going to listen from now on. Yeah, no, because a lot of men don't realise how scary um, it is to be a woman around strange men. Like, mm. I don't... One of, As we sit in your recently. house right now. <laughs> yeah, but I've met you guys. Yeah. Uh, We're still strange. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, you know, Are You Strange is that gift that I like to send Pat every now and again, of Bugs Bunny in a costume sitting on the lavatory, moving over and then tapping the seat next to him. I heard, all I heard was Bugs Bunny gift, and then I remembered, oh yeah, there's a... Yeah, there's a gift weird. I like to send Pat to <laughs> remind him that I'm also very creepy. But uh, <laughs> that's not the point of what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I, if I friend someone on Facebook, if it's a guy, I would never really be comfortable for the first, like, six months usually. Oh, wow. Uh, if not a year, inviting them over. Like, mm. I really am not. It's only if they show initiative... Um, that make me feel like the, like this is a guy like, that you're any guy any guy okay any guy that I friend on Facebook like I don't meet up randomly with them if they want to meet up randomly with me that's a weird red flag yeah like that guy commented on the <laughs> thing I was going to mention it last podcast but didn't know <laughs> so where the, <laughs> it just came across it was just like hey I'm going to have a movie marathon or whatever it was and he's like hey that sounds fun can I come and you're like yeah I don't um you know, meet people that are just online friends. Mm. And I was like, ooh. I said online damn. guys I don't just meet up Something with. like that. Yeah. yeah, and it just, out of context, it came across a little like. No, no but I wasn't sure. Even without the context, that's like. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I have to be incredibly blunt. 
Yeah. I've learned to be incredibly blunt to make sure I know and they know exactly where we stand. Yeah. yeah. Because and if it, I give them an inch, it, I don't know him that well. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming he's a decent person, mm. but I have met enough non-decent people who don't give a shit about what how comfortable I feel. Yeah. That um, if I'm not 100% clear that they're going to take an inch and even run the mile and just keep pushing. And uh, it makes me uncomfortable and it takes me a while to remind myself that it is them and it is not me. Because it's quite mm. easy to gaslight yourself. You sit there thinking, no, 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 I'm overreacting. I'm being silly. I'm sure they're a nice person. But sometimes they're not. Mm. Yeah, and, no, it just showed, again, like how easy it is to forget that not everyone's in the same shoes as you. Like I was just looking at it as in the way I would use Facebook. And if I said I'd go out and watch three movies in a row and some random that I hadn't really met but I knew was in the same city I was like hey can I come I'd be like yeah sure why not and completely forgot that for someone else that might that proposition might not be you know exactly the same environment or there might be pitfalls and other things that you well, know I like, can't and have I'm not judging you <laughs> yeah, for no, that no, no, I'm no, just no. saying wow yeah. I totally forgot that there's this whole other world universe where, <laughs> yeah, where you can't just run around you know befriending the first person that sends you a poke uh, yeah, or, you know, there was that time, I remember, where you added a whole bunch of people on your Facebook. You must have been, or you must always do that. I don't know. It was I used to be pretty... I used to just add anyone. You know how it's got that... Metacon or may, mutual friends. Or, no, it's got that list of things like you should be friends with this person. Or suggested friends. Suggested, suggested friends. friends. And I'm like, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, no! That's, I took it really... No! I know. I never I'm added someone on Facebook I haven't physically met yeah, or engaged yeah. conversation. Even then, it has to be a meaningful conversation because as cosplayers yes. and um, convention goers like we run into people and stuff and you know they get your name and they add you and just yeah. like I don't remember having a are you a decent person yeah. or you know yeah. you might not even recognise them outside of costume I used to not have that filter and um, yeah I, I met some great people that way but I can see the pitfalls now and I'm a bit more careful well just the general boundaries like um, for example literally today um, it's just like um, this is the first time I was coming over mm. Hazel's house um, and I didn't know if you we were on time we're going to be late I purposely made myself late because we've only um, interacted in one circumstance on a previous podcast <laughs> and I'm just like you know it's just like this is her house I'm not going to come in by myself without like you know the neutral party that you brought us together oh to make sure I'm here already yeah just yeah, another yeah. thing like that appreciate it's just like, that sh- I know you'd be courteous and stuff and all that but at the same time it's like you know mm. we could be staring at each other staring at our feet just like making all conversation going mm. where's bloody pat you know because just for the sake of like no. and no one should feel that uncomfortable in their own home environment yeah yeah, yeah. No, no that makes sense I appreciate that it's also like if it's a stranger a lot of women feel uncomfortable especially if it's a strange man more so <coughs> than if it's a strange woman <laughs> if, it's a, if it was a woman who said like I've only really recently met might be a little uncomfortable with her inviting herself over because I don't know her that well <laughs> but if we had talked enough on Facebook like I don't feel that defensive hmm. because I know that I can trust them to have that empathy towards myself yeah. as well as to themselves. So, you know, it's sort of like I know that they, I can trust them to have that. Um, not every woman, obviously, will be like that, but for the general most part, most women are. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's a bit of a different, I think it's called risk assessment mm-hmm. uh, and generally men are a lot more riskier in the sense that I don't know if it's a socialization nature versus nurture I'm sure is a bit of both but mainly I believe the environment we're around the society we're brought up in tends to make uh, violence on either men or women doesn't matter what gender it tends to usually come from men mm-hmm. women do add bullying in another socialization yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, it's generalizing again, but generally men are bigger than women and have more physical, can be more physically, and that's got to count for something. Like, (laughs) that Aussie man cave we were talking about before, that horrible Facebook group, full of trolls, but I can't help myself. Um, (laughs) Basically, there was a video of a guy um, essentially headbutting a woman, not in a big way, Mm. but just kind of like being an an obnoxious prick in a bar. There there was a huge crowd of people near a um, kind of it was on a dance floor, but they weren't far from the bar. I don't know. Someone on their mobile phone just happened to catch this guy being super... Oh, just, just put me in a rage. I'd never seen anything so... Because it was subtle. It was like he just started close talking and then was towering over her and then was grabbing her and then Gosh. did like a slight headbutt tap because she, you know, said no, basically. And I was just yeah. so like... Uh, what can I do to just end this guy? Yeah. And then someone posted a, a, another link of like, ah, but look, she deserved it because... What? And what? it showed a video of her doing similar stuff to him, but not as aggressive, just kind of shouting in his face and finger pointing and waving, and, you know, all that sort of... So it was obviously yeah. a slightly domestic situation. Well, there are, but, by the way, there are troll... Oh, sorry, not troll. There are a bunch of YouTube videos of people doing that on purpose, as yeah, in do, both are actors. No, yeah. But this was 100%. Like, you can just... I like to think I've got a pretty good judge of when something's fake or not, and this seemed really, like, you know, slice mm. of life stuff. I'm 100% uh, sure on that one. Um, the way... It, if you saw it, I'll have to find it later and be like, oh, yeah, that's uh, legit. A, but yeah. the thing was that everyone was like, because she did that, that justifies him in doing pretty much the same thing with a little seasoning on top, which I don't... He no. literally was twice her height. He is, yeah. was just twice as wide, and I just... No, that's not an equal... Oh, but they want to have equal rights. No, and it's like, no, that's not... But that's not equal. Know. That's completely unequal. Yeah. Men are... Um, men tend to be uh, heavier set. If he's a higher weight class than her, yeah. and he, he will be stronger in the torso than she as well, and then naturally are. Um, not all men, but mm. for the most part, if he worked out and she didn't, most definitely he'd have naturally more uh, muscle tone from yeah. that alone. So uh, I do want to say, like, straight up, first off, never hit people. Yeah, period. there's no excuse, even if she's better. Even like... if, uh, like, if you're doing it in self-defense, I get mm. it, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, if she's, uh, what's the word, provoking you, walk away. Yeah. And it's the same. If a guy's provoking you, walk away. If you feel immediately threatened and that you are in danger, of course you can lash out and like do something. You still have to face the consequences of your action. So, but if they assault you first, an assault can be groping, mm-hmm. uh, in, in uh, touching without consent. Like if you say, please do not touch me, and they continue touching, touching yeah. you, that could technically... I don't know if you saw that, that video that went viral of uh, two girls at a music festival or something, and she was wearing like silver body paint on her mm, chest mm. and some guy jumped up and ran over and oh and, and grabbed, just grabbed her boobs and then went back and sat down and she walked over to him and slapped him in the face yeah and so i think her friend also hit him around the back of the head oh, and then they walked off and everyone's like oh that's assault no and all these guys he gripped her he, he gripped her first yeah um her assault so was her i want to say like telling him to fuck off yeah uh first off if someone gropes you and runs away they assaulted you yeah, yeah. Uh, it is fair for you to defend yourself. Mm. That's a tricky one because then he ran away. So it's more he like ran away revenge. and you ran after him. Uh, mm. I think, yeah, even if it is revenge, it's still kind of self-defense because mm. you're enforcing your personal 
safety and risk. Yeah. Uh, if you're at a con, maybe you shouldn't do that because then mm-hmm. you'll probably both be booted. Yeah. Uh, I would and if there was a cop they would, and they only saw the second half, they would just arrest her. Well, um, so they, just, they are, scary. if there were other witnesses as well, they might arrest both of them, to be honest, yeah. uh, for assaulting one another. Yeah, once they heard her story and stuff, oh, well, but still, it's like, if she was... Yeah. Sometimes way, they just eject for the trouble in instead of working, getting the stories. I guarantee if she was in any way in a professional capacity, like selling drinks or something, and did that, she would lose her job. So that's Oh, kind absolutely. Of, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, he would be escorted off the premises mm. because you can't accost staff. Staff aren't there to be a you know a prop for you to fool yeah, for around sure. with uh, that's the other thing that i used to learn uh, as a prior wait staff one of the things they really hit home hard was you may serve but you are not a servant like they shouldn't treat mm. you in that, just in that regard and then comments on those videos where you see the people especially certain men asking up saying she was asking for it because she painted a chest like that i'm like no no yeah that's sort of slut shaming type uh, yeah blaming yeah no it's um, ridiculous people's logic. Yeah. Clothes can't speak for you in the same way that a vase cannot speak for me. Mm, it's a nice mark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One sense, like if you're going to walk down a dark alleyway in red fern wearing nothing but a G-string, oh yeah, something might happen. What do you, what so you, most what women you, don't do I don't that. know, I think most people would be pretty <laughs> Have you been following me on Friday? <laughs> <laughs> was, was you. I was going to say... If you're doing that, um, yeah. you're more likely to cause attention. Yeah. So more people are going to look at you, and therefore um, people aren't going to want to approach you. Most right. likely, not always. Uh, that's yeah. the, that's an interesting thing. Is uh, they were saying for women, especially, obviously don't wander down dark alleyways. It's a yeah. bad idea. Yeah. One of the things we get taught to be aware of is a lot of these places that women are attacked are usually alleyways so it's where people are nearby so there's always an ongoing traffic of victims but also they're not so close that they can intervene quickly yeah or necessarily hear you um, although i remember hearing that question being asked where they're like but what if you're alone and you're in the middle of nowhere and no one's there and like what are you doing there first yeah. and secondly what are they doing there there's no yeah. victims there that's not to say that doesn't happen there it's just it's unlikely but yeah, always um, go somewhere crowded, that sort of thing. So yeah. like, this is stuff that my school hired a teacher, like uh, someone who's on the ex-police force, to come and talk to us. I think it's Brent Saunders, is his name from mm. memory. We had, uh, I think, two sessions with him, yeah. where he went through what to look for, how to get out of those situations for women. And he was saying, interesting enough, he also does it with men, but um, with young men. But when they're eight, uh, when he at one point he will ask all the young men to leave the room so he can tell the women, the young women, how to get out of that situation because he doesn't want the men to know. Wow, isn't that sad? I know one of those men might be. Yeah. You don't but know. What else is sad is the whole um, thing now where they've got a huge uh, imbalance of teachers gender-wise. Like pretty much every elementary school teacher. Well, sorry, you used to be around. Primary, primary mate. school teacher, mate, is uh, pretty much female, mm. and. Uh, interviewing a bunch of people about it and one of these guys is a swimming coach said yeah I've got a couple of young guys coming up but they said as soon as they hit a certain age they're just going to quit because they don't want to be scrutinised every single day and have to ask permission every time they need to touch a kid to show them a new movement Yeah. so it's just not worth it mm. so we're going to have generations from now where yeah, like and it's on. not healthy either. No. It's not healthy available? for the children not to have, yeah. um, you know, a diverse representation mm. of people 
educating them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. I grew up in a school where I think the only male teachers that were really present up until I was in year seven were the PE teachers mm. and one very clearly gay music teacher. Yeah, that's the same. Did you go to my school? It's exactly the same. Um, but the, the thing is, is that didn't even stop the inappropriateness stuff that happened. Like, we used to have underwear checks when I first started in kindergarten. I think they were just phasing them out, but my sister had them, where you'd have to go up and get your bloomers checked. You'd lift your skirt, and they'd make sure that you were wearing the correct underwear. Wow, that's creepy. It is creepy. And then when I came in, they would ask you directly, and if you weren't wearing the correct underwear, mm. you had to go sit in the corner. I remember in kindergarten, the teacher would check our pants to make sure we hadn't pooped. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably um, what they were doing with the underwear checks, to be honest. That made make more, more sense. Show my, show my age, they used to, um, they, had to, they had to measure the length of my skirt to make sure yeah. it was uh, above, you know, not too far above the knee um, for the ruler, and then if they, they came in with the ruler. No way. <laughs> Dark ages. I was going to say, um, my mum actually did get caned with the ruler when she was growing up. Because if you wrote with your left hand, you mm. get caned with the ruler. So she, when I was growing up, she would always take the pen out oh, of my left hand, put it in the right. Oh, the whole left hand, right hand thing, ridiculous. Well, I just, I just, I literally just popped in my head right now. So in kindergarten, um, before we'd enter the class, we'd either line up in a straight line, and we had to hold hands. But the teachers, we had to be yeah. of each gender. A male had to hold a, a girl's hand oh. in kindergarten. And I'm just heteronormative. Like, yeah, I just, mm. I just literally just put it now. It's like, well, we never, I could. Never hold a male friend, yeah. or not even the girls linking up and stuff mm. and all that. And you still see that. Yeah. Which I think is, um, it's not necessarily the healthiest. And men do get labelled um, as sexual predators way, like, a, such a bad wet rep. Like, the guys doing it are the problem. Yeah. They're creating oh, this horrible atmosphere for everyone. And I've got to admit, it was on that terrible show. I think it was A Current Affair, something mm. like that. But basically... It's airline policy where if there's a child on a flight, you know how they're un. Oh, no. Yeah, and they're unaccompanied. This happened. This happened to me. I got yeah. moved um, oh. because um, I was single flying to Brisbane yeah. um, for a convention, and um, yeah, I was one of the back seats, and there was a single child by himself and stuff and all that, and yeah, I got moved halfway up the plane um, just because, yeah. like, yeah, and to swap with a female. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it makes me so sad yeah, and kind of mad, to be honest, that. when I walk past an adorable little girl, I'm like, oh my god, she's so yeah. cute. And then I'm like, if I were a guy, yeah. I could not say that. Yeah. I would be considered creepy, and I'm really sad. And and I, I, how they approached me and talked to me about like if I rather they just said, as policy, sir, do you mind moving? Like they were just like, oh, sir, would you be more comfortable like moving away? Because there's like the kids here and stuff and all that, like the noise and stuff and all that. Oh, I had okay. my headphones on. And I was just like, no, I'm good. Like, you know, that doesn't bother me at all. Like, you know, I'll just, I'll just be like, that's not a hassle at all. And they just, I was just like, just be direct. It's just like, yeah, yeah. it's a policy thing or something like that. Or a thing like, oh yeah, I'm more than happy to accommodate yeah. that. But yeah, it's just like. And Vir- Virgin's response to this, because that was the flight he was on, was basically, oh no, that's most airlines policy. So that's the policy we're using. And so their logic is, well, everyone else does it. So, I know. Uh, you know. It's just, it is that men are more likely to be the, um, what was it? But it's sort of like if people are in a store and you're worried someone might shoplift, you follow someone who is not white. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> bias, yeah. Yeah, it's just like that doesn't. Not where I live. It's the problem. It's all white, white teenagers in baggy clothes. They're the ones that get followed. Well, no, that, 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 oh, the, I was going to say that. <laughs> just right here. Yeah. Corner store. We're just in all the photos of people that are shoplifted. They're all white people. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Um, a lot of white people get away with these kinds of crime mm. because they get lighter sentences. They do. They get 
Kids being kids. Ah, oh, just like, don't steal Red Bulls. Okay, I do wear cargo pants, I've got to admit. Occasionally I've been shopping with, you know, a son or, you yeah. know. Okay, maybe I'll go to the toy section Target or came up by myself just because I'm... Are you kidding? Bit, I go there all the time. Yeah, I make a beeline. It's the most interesting part of the store. And I might <laughs> pick a bunch of Hot Wheels that I absolutely need and one or two might find their way into the side pocket of my cargo pants just for storage because I don't have a bag yeah. until I get to the counter and then I pull them out. Um, and I may have forgotten once or twice to, <laughs> to take over there and then I'll get to the food court and go, oh, hi. Um, but yeah, and the security guards just don't even look at me. They're just like, oh, hi, it's some guy that looks like a dad. You know? Buying stuff for his kids. I think yeah. for me, the only time I accidentally stole something and I did return it, um, I walked out of the store with a headband on, not realising I'd forgotten to take it off. Mm. I was like 12. And by the time I realised, I ran back to the store and paid for it. I was so embarrassed. Oh, like, you bought it out yeah, of my guilt? Mom, I bought it out of guilt. I ran back and my mum wow. gave me the money. It was like five bucks. Yeah. Um, it was like a pretty fluoro princess headband or some kind. That's the worst like crime you've done in terms of like, let's go into Self-confession crime time. Oh, All right. God, okay. Because no. shoplifting, no. you know, when I was in high school, damn, that was like a sport. Yeah. But basically, um, you know, usually if you're well-adjusted enough, you grow out of it or you realise that you've got a conscience. And Yeah. I think know. that's like shoplifting-wise the worst I've probably uh, ever done. Uh, we used to dare each other to drink the chocolate milks in the supermarket and then just hide <laughs> it somewhere until we got caught. And they rang my dad. So I stopped doing that. Oh, oh gosh. My, my, my mate dared me to steal a bike from the front of the shopping centre. Oh, that's some bad. kid left. See, I couldn't do that because it's someone else's bike. Yeah, I know. And we did it right away and then we, we took it and then we gave it to another kid. Just mm. like, here, this is my brother's. He grew out of it. Blah, blah, blah. And then the guy found the other kid. And beat him up? Yeah. <laughs> that's like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. It's not, terrible. What a twist. Uh, that's not my proudest moment. No. But, um, God, I'd be... I wouldn't have trouble sleeping for years. <laughs> um, but yeah, just going back to like um, the profiling, it's just like that. In America, it's um, do- well documented in uh, procedure. Like if uh, white teenagers like you know, carrying like you know a small mm. eighth of weed or something like that, yeah. you confiscate it and they're let off. It's just like yeah. you just disconfiscate it. Whether it's um, a person of color, um, they're trafficking or supplying. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, three strikes, you're in for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that's changing now with pretty much every other state going legal. Oh, did we, you... Which was the one... Sorry, I tuned out for a second because I was thinking about something in my head. Um, I was thinking about the fact that they've just reversed that. In um, one of the states, they were going to absolve anyone who'd been incarcerated. Yeah, for possession. For possession of weed because now it's a legal yeah, drug. Yeah, hopefully they do that too. I really hope they do. I mean, mm. but the other, t- the other flip side of the coin is uh, you, if you've... I guess it wasn't false imprisonment because it was legal at the time for them yeah. to do so. So they're not going to see any... Um, for a miscarriage of justice, usually you get financial compensation. Yeah, be no I don't see that happening. No, you get... don't get those years of your life back. No, I think they'll I mean, just be happy enough to get out. Or, or the, Yeah, but it's still just like, oh, man, that's just... Oh. Yeah, no, it's, you can't really write that wrong of injustice. No, you no. can't. We're still in the dark ages in a lot of ways. But yeah, so the, 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 the percentage of like people in jail in America for possession it's like you know it's just like that's why this the, the, the prison system is so privatised and stuff like that now it's going to affect a lot like the, you know there's more people in prison in the US than there is in China isn't disproportionately mm. most of it um, two thirds of the prison population in terms of being of black more, or Mexican descent is it more people or is it just more per capita like a high percentage well, that's because they're privatised no more people wow 
It's because they've privatised the system. It's literally mm. a slave workforce. Mm. The other they thing can is legally get, make them work. That mm. Black people are cost less to adopt. Like the fees and everything are like half as much. I'm sorry, what the fuck? Why, how? What? They're, they're getting the same. Because uh, people don't feeding want to Feeding and. Oh. So that's an insult. Oh, adoption. Th- I thought we were talking about prison. Like they were not adopting. Okay, okay wow, really? Yeah. I also heard that. Um, it's really hard to adopt interracial children. And I get that a little bit. Um, hard to get people to adopt them? or No, no, no. To let to have they, they interracial... Um, like, they oh, try to avoid yeah, interracial um, um, oh, matches. Because, and I kind of get that because um, right. it means that the child still create, has that bond of their heritage, hopefully, still. Oh, but I see where you're going. Yeah, heritage and culture is still oh, therefore present. Yeah, yeah, put black kids are, with black families and white kids with uh, yeah. yeah, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I, and I get that. A lot of, um, I, I, although I do get that, it also feels to some extent not very, yeah, a little racially insensitive. <laughs> yeah, um, I was... Really weird. Um, I don't know how to describe it. My, like, um, my best friend, um... There's uh, pros and cons. Yeah. My best friend's, um, a beautiful lesbian, married, mm. married a wife and stuff like yeah. that, and they want to have a baby. They asked me to be the IVF donor. Mm. Um, and I refused on the basis, like, I told them, like, my history of heart disease and cataracts and stuff but the real reason was like just with the um, just being, just the kids culture of just raising up was just like two white lesbian girls in Canberra raising <laughs> up a brown child I'm just like <laughs> good luck yeah it's just like the well, social pro- I'm just like I, mm. yeah I couldn't make that's that that's really interesting at least, yeah. at least the weed would be legal that kid would need a lot of therapy and, and Whereas no, 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 like being raised by um, same-sex parents. Like, no, I don't, I don't mean because of that but like yeah it's just um, like it's more just like it will naturally know that like Racially, yeah. you, they don't look the same. Yeah. And that could be a bit jarring because they'll be like, why don't I look like you? Mm. And It'll be like Webster. Mm. What? Who? Yeah, but see, I forget how young you are. It's like that. Uh, <laughs> it's like kid. He was actually <laughs> like 30. But he was playing Webster's a in the dictionary. Yeah, I was <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I just got silent. So it's such a bit of a deep cut. It was like an 80s sitcom where it had um, that guy, I can't remember his name right now. I think he's dead now. But basically, Gary Coleman. Him. Gary Coleman. Yeah, yeah, him. So that's Webster. That's and, his name? Um, well, yeah, so Webster show, and Willis. That was the name of the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, Willis? So, oh, God, I know this. Um, the catchphrase. phrase. What are you talking about? What are you talking yeah. about, Willis? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's Webster. The name of the show. I know. Oh, okay. He also that's had white the... parents and he was adopted. Yeah, this old white man retired and he adopted two black kids. Uh, yeah. The kids of these, like, a butler or a housemaid. Mm. He passed away and he took care of the kids. Um, different yeah. strokes, different strokes. Different strokes. Oh, for some reason I thought the show was called Webster. Yeah. That's bad. Um, uh, I think it's just sort of, yeah, right. we've had that with the stolen generation here in Australia. I don't want to compare the two because it's like legally adopting is something completely different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I will admit that there have been, I've heard of cases of many, um, I want to say Aboriginal Australian children from the Stolen Generation recounting how they felt a loss of their mm. culture, a loss of yeah. their heritage, and it does impact on you. Yeah, you know, for sure. You, you want to know where you come from. Mm. And it's, for some people, being like, no, this person raised me. Ergo, they are my parent. That's it. That's all you need to know. You mm. don't need mm. to know anything else. But for other people, it's like, well, I need to know more. I want to know about family histories of disease. I need to know, you know... Um, my roots i need to know where this particular feature came from all that sort of thing uh so 
you know, it, when that's taken from you and not by choice, it can be rather hard. It can yeah. cause, for some people, it can be a serious cause of depression and stress further on in their adult, adult life. Yeah. I don't know how people, like, wouldn't want to know their biological parents. Honestly, the other, the other interesting thing not. is with the slave trade in America, that's just, that's multiple generations of that mm. happening, of them constantly being moved because mm. they had no control. They weren't considered people. They weren't considered human. They considered property. Um, the convicts. No, in, in America. Oh, the slaves. The yeah, slaves yeah, sorry. I was, my brain was going somewhere else because I heard an interview today about um, the convicts in Australia. And right. It reminded me of the way the children, <laughs> as soon as they got off the ship, because some of them had birth, gave birth to babies, babies on the ship, the ship yeah. and these women were just forced to give away their children as soon as they landed, and the children were all sent to orphanages. Oh, my God, So you had just thousands of women, just all their kids were stripped away. And that's the other thing is that I'm pretty sure a lot of those women probably weren't necessarily wanting to have children. Oh, well, that happened. But yeah. I think a lot of them were coming with their children. From, oh, right, I see. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but as I was saying, I, I, the mind boggles when I sit down and think about um, the African-Americans living in the U.S. currently who have been descendants from people who have worked on plantations and stuff, who were literally mm. stolen, yeah. stolen, sold into slavery by their, um, you know, kinfolk, I want to say, from yeah, neighboring There's countries. a whole ancestry there, just, anyway, just, just completely. Just, they don't know. They don't know. It's been mishmashed because yeah. they've been raised by people from different areas. Don't even know what part of Africa are they exactly. descended from. Exactly. Um, Uganda. That, there's a lot of loss of identity. You gain, you forge your own identity. And, mm. But it takes time, in my opinion. From what I've understood, cultural identity takes time to form. But once it's formed, it's like a reassurance of who you are. It like helps you feel confident in yourself and all that sort of thing. And to not have that when someone else does is, yeah, you feel like you're missing out on something. Because mm. uh, I'm part of, you know, I'm half Chinese. So for me, I have two cultures to draw from. Uh, so I cannot imagine not having one or the other that would, that would be really weird yeah, so yeah. I use both every day it's just it be, would be weird to me to grow up not to have access to both mm, you've got those like, like extra layers to draw on for... well just even understanding um, like there are times when I will be wandering around and I'll see another Asian mm. well Chinese usually Han Chinese um, person wandering around needing assistance or something and uh, straight away it's like I've already clicked into their Mm. world and everything so yeah. it's like the whole while I was hearing Mark Bernard again was talking yeah. about he ran into a, another black guy who was coming the other way and he gave him the nod yep. which apparently is a thing yes yeah. um, it's like yep yeah, when the race was on I've got your back or whatever yeah uh, um, at my work um, we recently had an African uh, African American started working there yeah. um, from um, Oakland yeah. and like yeah I was just like walking through Pitt Street Mall like literally just like they'll do the nod and it's just like yeah it's like this is like not even like African Americans just like African uh, yeah. People, they just just had this nod. I was like, "How you doing, brother?" And I was just like, "I'm just." I was just like, "I was just romanced by." I'm just like this. Wow, there's just natural yeah. kinship sort of thing like that. But then, you know, that kinship's a bit from like struggle and stuff and all yeah. that. Like that supportive, just like you know, it's like that comfortability of just like someone else who might. It's like what's in Get Out, where basic like he feels comfortable. That there's <laughs> yeah. another um, uh, African American there at the party. Oh, the, yeah. the only parallel I can think of is when I lived in Japan for just over a year, and I'd be walking through some back street <laughs> yeah. in the middle of industrial Tokyo and I'd see one other white dude yeah. on the other side of the road and we'd both be like hey <laughs> so, 
Gaijin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's uh, probably a... Yeah, for me, it's being Chinese. Whenever I'm around a bunch of man- Mandarin speakers who are mm. Chinese, uh, it's funny because I'll, I'll always sort of have to announce my presence because I don't look Chinese. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty wet passing. But uh, I'll walk up to them and I'll hear them speaking Mandarin and I'll just answer back in Mandarin because, you know, yeah. like, they're like, oh, where's that thing in Mandarin? And I'll be like, oh, it's over there. And they're like, oh, you speak Mandarin? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. my mom's from Taiwan. And they're like, oh, okay. And then there's that click. And, and I had it described recently by one of the, actually a cab driver who was Vietnamese. We were talking about, we were comparing Vietnamese with Chinese. Mm. And he was like, Chinese people here in Australia, you guys are really clicky. You, everywhere you go, even in Indonesia, when you have the diaspora, they band together and they help each other out. And mm. I was like, oh, wow. Now that I think about it, I am very much involved with volunteering in the Chinese community here in Sydney, mainly because of my mom, but she's mm. really that encouraged that. Sounds like a positive thing. It can be, but it can also be an alienating thing because mm. people can come here, never learn a word of English, and stay in their little community. Yeah, have yeah, comfort pods. And it's not that's not a good look. That's just not good for anyone, to be honest. Uh, it's important that yes, the community should have inbuilt structures where if you don't speak English and you come from overseas and you're so so much older now that maybe it's too late really for you to feel like you can have the mm. confidence to learn it. If you're around like-minded people who understand you, you can access support networks. So yes, they definitely still need those support networks. Well, yeah, it's obviously uh, from your generations being, a, you know, yeah. an, an ABC is, um, yeah, it's just like that. The communities like that expands, obviously. Uh, people coming over here from overseas, like you know, in over, in over 50, 60 years. Yeah, it's hard. Like that. It is. It is hard to um, but, yeah. integrate. Um, but you, for it, but it's you, not. Yeah. It's not impossible. You yeah. just need societies like the Taiwanese, Austra- sorry, Australian Taiwanese um, Women's Association focuses on that. So women who are from Taiwan, they can even have degrees. They might just be stay-at-home mums. Yep. They've moved to Australia, maybe with their partners or maybe by themselves, and they know nobody. So you join this association and they'll um, help you out and take you to places. They'll take you to the Blue Mountains to view at the gardens. Mm. They'll take you on a day trip to Canberra or something like that. So you're with your community Community and and you're discovering the local Mm. area. And for those who don't know, an ABC is an Australian-born Chinese or across the pond, American-born Chinese. (laughs) Where I stayed for a few years once uh, was BBC, British-born. So, yeah. It's all named after the um, broadcast, yeah, the right. national broadcast. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Is that, that parallel? Um, so yeah, I think we've kind of run out of time, but it was fun. I was going to talk. We had another creep watch because a whole bunch of names got added to the list. And I was going to talk about Stanley, but because I thought that was interesting that I didn't want to share or post any of those links because I was like, not him. No, that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, there, there's been no further movement on that. I think that was my um, slogan of 20, 2017, not him. Oh, yeah. really? That's <laughs> too far. I have to say, my reaction to a lot of celebs being called out and told mm. is, I'm saddened, but I'm not surprised. Mm. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, we get a new... I don't know, it's all been bad news lately, so hopefully with uh, Black Panther coming out, um, that can herald... Yeah, the record sales it's making, it's building up to be one of the most successful Marvel movies, Mm. um, based on pre-sales and stuff, and like both, you know, both the directing and um, the cast and all that, like, yeah, it's it's a movement, and... Mm. um, uh, as long as it's handled correctly by Marvel and Disney, and obviously, like you know, it it comes out two months before Infinity War. It's just mm. oh, I... Marvel's got it this year. I mean, the only DC movie coming out is Aquaman. Well, that's the thing. It's just like it's like it's after Infinity War. Solo comes out in May. 
<laughs> like it's not no, it's not December Christmas like we, yeah. we're, we're now used to a Star Wars movie yeah. coming out um, near Christmas. It's going to be May, yeah. um, and then after that they have um, Ant Man and Wasp um, oh. in October, um, and then like yeah, Disney's. Um, oh, and there was some controversy because the Wasp costume looks like it has an upside down penis on it. <laughs> oh, that was controversial. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't really. I think the articles I saw were kind of beat up because there was a couple of tweets going, hey, doesn't that look like a penis? But I don't think anyone was actually upset. Yeah. So. Um, you know, the hairstyles in The Grinch looked very much like The Big Richard. So, I yeah. don't know if you've heard of that. I think that it says more about the people that are looking for it than... I've only heard of Little Richard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was also going to say I'm part of many... Uh, co- they're not cosplayers groups, technically. They're party princesses is technically the term, but you can be a party prince as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll leave my own bathroom. <laughs> I've generally hired um, costumers slash actors, which are a different Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Uh, they're actors who costume for children's parties. I cannot oh. wait to see the boom in Black Panther yeah. cosplayers and party princes i'm very excited because that finally it's not very diverse i have to say yeah. right now most of them are always disney princes princesses uh and i find them to be very eurocentric i want to say yeah. except for the, the recent... pocahontas jasmine um or, yeah. mulan um unfortunately, unfortunately i don't remember the lady from princess and the frog Fantastic movie. Tiana? Tiana? Is Milan an actual person? Yes, she was. I thought she was beheaded, but I couldn't remember. The Pocahontas was a real character, not the the Disney (laughs) version. No, the Disney version is the Disney-fied version. Oh, my God. The real story of John Smith. Reality. Yeah, she was very much sexually assaulted by many people. It was very unfortunate. And she died of syphilis, I want to say. Lovely. (laughs) Is she the only one that's based on a real person? Mulan is based okay. on a real person. So she either was executed upon being found out, or I can't remember, or she was forced into the harem of the conquering um, force. Were they the Huns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, I can't remember, and then Lord. committed suicide. I can't remember. Yeah. It, was it was really dark, though. It's different than the movie. With, uh, oh, yeah. Look, who, who was playing that? Was it, it wasn't Eddie Murphy, it was Chris Rock. No, Eddie Murphy was, was a dragon. Murphy. Oh, he was a dragon. He was okay. a dragon. Yeah. He's basically playing donkey. Like, well, yeah, before his donkey. Yeah. Like, you know. I just, I love it because he's this beautiful Chinese, like, authentic Chinese, in inverted commas, authentic Chinese film because they literally Googled images. They didn't have the budget to go to China, so they Googled their research. Wow. Did um, people find images on Google that were, like, exactly out of the movie or something? I have, oh, no, no, they, they talked go, about it. They were oh, like, yeah, okay. we use Google Images to right. find, to draw it's this. It's like, well, at least with Lion King, they went down to the San Diego Zoo to actually look at lions and stuff yeah, and yeah. animate them. <laughs> I just thought it would be cool if someone went on Google, typed in Chinese building or traditional Chinese bridge, found an image, and then went to freeze frame a scene in Mulan and was like, that's that bridge. Lol. You know, from like page yeah, unlike two. video game developers do that now. It's like, they, they literally just like, let's get a paid expenditure for two months to study... Egypt, and then we'll make yeah. Assassin's Creed um, or something like that. Yeah. And then the funny thing is, like, you know, Aladdin, imagine if they went over to um, the Middle Wait. East in 1992 was, to, um, yeah. to, uh, to um, film resources stuff during the first Gulf War. Wasn't Assassin's Creed, was it Ubisoft who were like, women are too hard to animate? Which was kind of funny and also true, but um, also kind of funny. It was in um, um, the Japanese developer for um, their latest game, um, Dead or Alive, Volleyball. No, 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 no. Um, Japan, PlayStation, you know. Well, I was going to talk quickly about the history of that, actually, if we have time. Do we have time? I don't know. We're just over an hour and 15. 
Oh, so maybe next time. Tune in next time to hear about why women are too hard to animate. Apparently, skirts <laughs> and dresses. Like, yeah. it was, I, I remember. It was, Don't give it away. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. All I mean, right. not tomorrow. Next time. <laughs> All right. Um, something about dessert. Yep. How's it go? Well, what, you're saying, um, grab yourself some dessert and get the hell out That's of here. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. This is Patrick. This is David. I think you mean it's time to make like a banana and split. Nice. This is Hazel. We don't want to drop the box. So. <laughs>